0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and Bulldog fans everywhere. We apologize for getting to y'all a little bit late. Gavin Gavin was sick yesterday, right, Gavin?
1: Yeah, I wasn't feeling too well. We don't have to elaborate, though. It was not a good day.
0: Uh, One of those acute little things, not uh, anything serious or a virus or anything like that. He's ready to go.
1: Yeah. Yep, he's, I'm good.
0: He's ready to go. I'm ready to go. I know y'all are ready to go, so let's go. All right. We got the win Saturday, a pretty big win. Could have been even bigger if you think about it. Oh, so I was. If you follow me on Instagram at Mississippi State Wave, which we talk all about ad nauseum. Me and Gavin each have uh, our own accounts on Instagram that you can follow for updates and news and for analysis about football. That you all the stuff that you don't get on the show or that you might want to get uh, daily because we do post videos almost daily. Yeah. Uh, on those accounts i said on the, i was a little bit critical a little bit critical of how our defense played this saturday even yeah. though we did even though we did all right i was very impressed with our red zone defense but i went back and watched the game most of the game on tv we, i mean we really did pretty good uh it was a pretty solid game i thought our defensive front there are some plays and they just stick out in my head defensive line is my favorite I'm really critical of them and hard of them because I want them to just be the nastiest bunch in the world. And there are some times when Sawyer Smith has had a lot of time to throw, but he also got sacked three times and he had five hurries. They're, they were getting good pressure, pretty good pressure all the whole game. So I need to lay off of them. That's my fault. Um, I think we Tackling was
1: atrocious.
0: Tackling, there's still a couple mistakes. Even though now that's the same thing, those plays are going to stick out in your head. More more than they're just gonna uh, they're gonna stick out in your head more than the good tackles that we made because you expect to make good tackles. That fourth down conversion there around the end of the uh, what is that? The end of the third quarter? Yeah, Lynn Bowden or the end of half in the third quarter. Um, that was a pretty disgusting play to watch. That's not that's not he's not, no, but not that many people are gonna break through. Um, Brian Cole. Okay, he's not gonna get. Um. The nobody, not very many players are going to get the better of him. And let me tell you something about Kentucky's position groups. Their offensive line is huge and pretty good. Their receivers are really, one receiver is really good and all their receivers are big. Uh, yeah. Lynn Bowden was their best player. And I don't, and I know on the show before the game, we mostly focused on us and not on them. But if we had, I promise you, if we had focused on just what they like to do, it's Lynn Bowden. And that's about, and that's all you really need to know. And that's, and now Lynn Bowden had a lot of drops. Um, he there were some plays that he left on the field but he was also the most productive player. In fact, he rushed for 37 yards as a as a receiver and caught had seven catches for 129 yards in the game. So you know that he was uh, important to the game plan. All right, but moving on to the uh to just some of the more Xs and Os types things. I like Garrett Shurdy looked good, Gavin, didn't he look good?
1: Yeah. I was impressed with how poised he was when things started to break down. Uh, The play that really sticks out in my head more than anything is it came in the third quarter, um, and he just – he got the ball, he took the snap, and it was almost immediate pressure. Uh, It it looked like he was going to get sacked. And then it looked like Schrader almost channeled his inner Johnny Manziel, and he uh, broke the sack, got outside the pocket – Made a linebacker miss and then hit uh, I think it was Malik Deer in stride yeah. and just a just a perfect scramble drill. So you know,
0: on some of those plays, you just kind of got a feel for Kentucky's defense. Um, got a feel for Mark Stoops. You know, I don't, but <laughs> you could. <laughs> there is times he he dialed up a perfect blitz or a per, or he schemed a perfect pressure. Pressure has a lot to do with schemes and stunts and, and, uh, and concepts as much as it does just being better than the other guy, all right? so I mean, sometimes you've got Montez Sweat or Josh Allen on your team and you just say, hey, go, you, run, quarterback, go. But, but more often than not, there's a, there is scheme involved. It's not just always you have to pin your ears back and just whoop the guy in front of you. And sometimes – if your offensive line falters, it's because of that scheme. And that scheme's really good. And they found a tendency that seems to work. And they've got a good matchup or something like that. And like I was, as I'm getting to the, my point, there was some times when the blitz was schemed perfectly. But Garrett Schrader just <laughs> said, no, uh, you're not going to lay a finger on me. I'm going to step over here and then step this way. And I'm going to take off running for 15 yards. or I'm going to throw a pass and, and uh, get a first down uh, off the scramble drill because he's a, super athletic. B, he keeps his eyes downfield. C, he's strong and shifty at the same time. He's he's probably shiftier than Nick.
1: Yeah. Uh, Am I the only
0: one who didn't know that Schrader ran a 4-4 in high school? Schrader, he, Nick is actually probably a better straight line runner. I don't think he's fat. He might, apparently, if, if that's true, the 4-4 the Nick, then Schrader's definitely faster than Nick. Yeah, Nick I, it's true, that's true information. Then, Then I guess technically he would be faster. I think if Nick's running straight his deceptive speed and the fact that he's a little bit a slightly bigger might make him better just r- to run over somebody but Schrader's definitely got some some agility Schrader runs like he's speed. mad though I love I love oh yeah he runs and then he gets helicoptered and spun around six times and <laughs> I love watching the kid run but kid passed pretty well i've got here how about this i've got his uh his QBR how do you like 91.9 yeah
1: can't get much better.
0: QBR scored out of a hundred, guys. Ninety-one point nine. First start. Seventeen for twenty-two. That's an SEC defense against an SEC defense that was one of the best in the league last year. Then uh, they lost a lot, and we knew that that. So uh, an SEC defense that uh, had one guy. You know I, what? What was his name, Gavin? You know he. He he act, He seemed like he was really important, but I don't remember him getting called <laughs> out much this weekend.
1: Yeah, well, the, well, the interesting thing about this guy, uh, Cash Daniels, is that he didn't even get to start this week.
0: Cash Daniels was not allowed to start. And guys, I'm looking at the at the uh, at the stat sheet. Cash Daniels had two tackles.
1: Yeah, well, one thing, thing that I want to point out as a
0: linebacker, a linebacker now coming not, not a new tackle. not a D tackle. The most important
1: thing from this situation, though. Is uh the res the amount of respect I gained for Mark Stoops um, just with the way he handled the situation because, as most of you know, and if you don't know, I'll update you on the situation real quick. But Cash Daniel, he uh, he he got called out for a dirty play that he made against Florida last week on uh Florida's backup quarterback after starter Felipe Franks, his leg was already broken. Uh, they were in the, they were in a pile and cash, and you you could see, clearly see it on the video. He intentionally twisted Florida's back up QB's ankle, and uh, whenever the reporters confronted him about it, he said, "Oh my, my arm was trapped under a lineman, and I had to move it, and the only way I could do it was to put my hands in this certain position, and it looked like I was twisting his ankle, but I wasn't, and he was obvious he was lying." and then um a few obviously
0: a- lying yeah uh, i mean like blatant it was bad and a few was, hours after scared.
1: um a few hours after that interview happened a few of his ex-girlfriends got on twitter and were saying oh kind of like how he accidentally threw me on the ground and hit me and all this stuff so now so he has i the- think
0: one said one girl said how he accidentally shattered my mirror and like broke a lot of my stuff
1: yeah and then there's
0: I saw one dude tweet it one dude tweeted like he had a $100 bill at a restaurant and didn't tip yeah. like <laughs> Well Charlie, just There's the just one
1: one of his ex-girlfriends actually, actually said like can we talk he accidentally hit me and caused a miscarriage or something but um Dang. it's just it's just a lot of bad publicity that he's gotten within the last few weeks and uh you know it's not a good look for the school but I do respect the way that uh, Stoops has handled it and that he removed – Cash Daniels is a leader on this team, or he was. And Stoops actually removed his captaincy. And I just feel – He removed
0: his captaincy. This, this is actually the first I've yep. heard of that.
1: He removed his captaincy. He removed
0: his captaincy. Um,
1: so, he's Cash is a senior. I did not realize Cash that. is a senior. He's the head of that defense um, now that Josh Allen's gone. His captaincy is gone. He got benched. And, you know, Stoops is known to be a, you know, who's not going to take any of that stuff. And there's guys that have Mm-mm. been caught cheating on Test and he's kicked off the team. So this yeah. couldn't, this might very well not be the end of it. We don't know what could come from it, but I just wanted to point
0: out uh, the way that he handled that situation. I want to applaud him for that. Those are all good points. And like I said, one thing, the well, only point I'll make about the Cash Daniels things is if, is if you're going to, if you're gonna talk, all right, you got to back it up. He was the one that was talking after the game last yeah. year. If you if you saw from interview, he's he started he started talking just bad about Kylin Hill, and I don't know why. I don't remember Kylin Hill saying anything last last year. He might have. He just said
1: that Benny Snell wasn't the best back in the SEC, which
0: is true. Kyle, Colin said, yeah, that. okay. Yeah, last year, uh, there were some backs, there were some backs at Alabama that, and some backs in A and M, and some backs at Mississippi State, and some backs at Georgia that were probably all better than, uh, than Benny Snell. Although Benny Snell was pretty good back, but he's going to save all that talking when he's still got to come into Davis Wade, you know, a year later and play, and that just that doesn't always work out. Let's just say. Leave it all on the field because Cash Daniels uh, watched Kylan Hill go crazy for three touchdowns and 120 yards last weekend. Watch Garrett Schrader go crazy for 300. Let me add that up real quick. Make make sure I don't shortchange my boy (laughs) any yards. All right. He had – I'm coming down. 125 plus 180. That's 305 total yards. That's what I thought it was. Three oh five total yards as a first as a true freshman first uh, first time starter, and Cash Daniels wanted to talk. I'm just you know just let just talk after talk after games when you're a senior don't have to play him anymore. Yeah. Would you or talk about teams that you don't play? Yeah. I
1: don't know. <laughs> okay. And he went radio yes. silent after the game. I haven't seen an interview or anything. So.
0: Oh yeah, I wouldn't. have. I would have. He's he's got to be. After all, all, he's he could be in some serious trouble with the girls oh, stuff yeah. that have been coming. He could be out. going to prison if they all. If they all wanted to put a case against him, it was it was at least four. Well, apparently, the guys. the
1: girl where he uh, caused a miscarriage, she's already filed a police report. So,
0: well, good. Yep. Well, good.
1: Because somebody on uh, Twitter was like, "Do you want?" Or they said proof for it didn't happen, and she was like, "Will the police report work?" So,
0: dang, good. Yeah. All right, moving on to the uh, back to some more. Speaking of you know what the X's and O's and Kyle, uh, some of the guys that we were talking about, Kylan Hill. These these noon and three AM kickoffs are killing us, and I say noon, eleven AM Central Time. Kylan Hill has as many yards as has but the most yards in SEC by over one hundred fifty. Okay, the the if Kylan goes for zero yards against Auburn, and uh, the next highest guy who plays for Auburn, um, gets one hundred and forty yards, they'll be tied. <laughs> Okay. That's how much higher Kyle Hill is in SEC in rushing yards. All right. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's amongst the leaders in the n f b s FBS in rushing yards. And in uh and as of and before this week, he was the and I haven't checked to see if he was this week or not, but before this week, out of the power five, he had the most rushing yards out of any power five back. Um there's a uh the dude at Oklahoma State I think has a lot though. I'm gonna check him.
1: I'm sure Jonathan anyway, Taylor has a good bit.
0: Jonathan Taylor has a good bit, but I'm not sure he's ahead of Kylan. He has, he, I think he has a lot more touchdowns, but that's touchdowns aren't the most important stat. I think for a running back, unless you just get an obscene amount, because mm-hmm. because the reason the reason I say that is because it depends on when they give you the ball and what the scheme is. So let's see. So the guy from is Chuba. I don't know if it's Chuba or Chuba Hubbard. Hubbard from uh, – C. Hubbard from Oklahoma State at 642 yards. So, that would be more than um, Mr. Hill, Mr. Kylan Hill. Let me check Jonathan Taylor too. I think that's the only other one that's sending kind of t- contest. I'll go look. Jonathan Taylor's maybe. way by- Jonathan Taylor's way behind Kylan. He's got 440. Kylan's at 550, I'm pretty sure. I'll check him to be positive. So – there is one back that is ahead of an FBS that is ahead of Kylan. It's the guy from Oklahoma State. Kylan's at five fifty-one. Kylan's got five touchdowns. He's averaging six point one yards per carry. And and again, he's in. He's play He's not playing for uh, Alabama or USC or Florida State or anything like that. He's playing at three o'clock in noon, and he's barely listed on anybody's Heisman list. When he's Kylan, he's 30. way. He's way ahead. He's third in FB, in Power Five or FBS. FBS. Who's ahead? Is that? Was there's got it like Nevada? Um, it? C-
1: Colorado State. He's beaten Kylan by five yards.
0: So Kylan's third place in, by five yards. Yeah, but
1: I would like to point out there's another Mississippi man, Cam Akers, that's right behind Kylan. So
0: Cam's doing well. I, I'm 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 still bad at Cam Acres.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if we had both of them. Oh,
0: my goodness. That'd be insane. But I say all that to say is I say all that to say that Kylan is one of, if not the most elite running back in college football. Yeah. If you go watch him play, and some Chris Lowe finally tweeted about it. If you go watch him play, guys, he's running through people, around people, jumping over people. He's his yards per carry is good. His touchdowns are good. You know he's got five and four games, which that that's that's good. That's actually really good. You feel like he should have more because he's had games without touchdowns. He's 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 an easy hundred yards per game type type of guy. He's just it's not even close most games. He's going well over hundred. He's got, I think he's got over one hundred twenty per. Let's just, just quick, quick math quick. Yeah, that's over one hundred twenty per game. Five fifty one divided by four. Hundred and twenty per game. Ish. Yeah. Kylan
1: 130, might 100, be...
0: 137 per game. My bad. Hundred and thirty seven per game.
1: I think you could make the argument that Kylan Hill is the most complete back in college football.
0: I mean he can catch passes. We've seen that. He'll run he can three. pass protect. He's his weakness I think would be pass protection, and that ain't bad. I'd give him like a B plus in that. You have to really be paying attention. And not be ball watching to be watching the game and see how he uh, protects the passer, but he he's he does that. I I'll tell, tell I might have said this on the show before. I'm six four. There's not many five foot eleven people that I automatically would just say absolutely not if I had to get in a fight with them. Colin's one of them. Well, yeah. Colin <laughs> Colin would fold me like a cheese. He could, suit he could I might
1: squat have, three of you. So
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I've uh if I've said that on here before. Um. There's a video of Kylan squatting 525 pounds doing five repetitions this summer, not just one. You saw these one rep maxes with people repping 500 pounds. Kylan was – did a set. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just hope that – if listen, if he can just do – keep pace this weekend with what he's been doing, he can finally jump into that spotlight. because He's got a six o'clock game with a high-profile team like Auburn. Even if we, I almost, almost hope like if, or if we lose a game, which I hope we don't. I'm not saying we Dean should. Collins. I don't think we're good. Let's if we lose the game, but Kylan has 150 yards. At least with some, there's there's a very good silver lining there, and that somebody's given him some respect. Yeah. Finally, got to be.
1: Yep, and they're anyway. The thing about Auburn is their front seven is almost the same as last year, and uh, we ran this for 400 yards on them last year. So. We
0: did. And I, we're more balanced this year. So we're going to have to – Coach Moorhead did say in an interview this week that he's going to want to have to attack the edges against Auburn. We'll talk more about that weekend. But we're going to have to figure out how to get rushers in space against them. We're not going to run in between the tackles just trying to barrel over people isn't yeah. going to be the game plan or shouldn't be. Yep. Anyway, moving on to just some more stuff on our list to talk about. All right. You saw Willie Gay and how much we miss him. That dude only could play three more games, but d- darn, does he make an impact? And I'll tell you what: the only two that have played out of these ten that have been suspended. In case that this is reports from just doing logic and counting names on a roster, names on a, on a game day roster. Willie Gay's played one game. Lee Autry's played two. I don't know why he's played two. That's one of the that's. I don't see any justification for letting Lee Oshie play against Southern Miss. I've tried to find one. I couldn't. Um,
1: I've heard justification, but I don't know. I don't know how true it is.
0: What What'd you hear?
1: Just that um, some guys were being – it was – so what I've heard is that the O-line, which this is true, O-line depth was thin against Southern Miss, right?
0: D, you mean D-line depth?
1: No, O-line.
0: Their O line depth or our O line depth, Ours. Our O-line depth Ours. was thin. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had so, some guys hurt. Yeah. So James
1: Jackson had to move back to O line, which made our D line thin, which is why Lee Autry played. That's what I've heard.
0: Okay. And I know that he wanted to rotate a lot of guys in because it was so hot that day.
1: Yeah. So that's but, just, that's just the but only. But he
0: also, that's also the only games that Nathan Pickering and Cameron. Young played, have played, and if he's going to put in those extra bodies, I don't know why he has to have Lee Alter. Yeah, the, the I don't know. that's a, that's
1: the closest to logical explanation I've heard. So
0: makes sense. Well, anyway, everybody, none of the other of uh, the other suspendees have played. Yeah, that means they've got half the rest of the games to play. Whoever those guys are, we're not able to tell you. We're not going to. Uh, we we could I could probably name half of them and be right. But I'm not going again. Mississippi State doesn't want doesn't want people doing that, and it's not really worth it, anyway. But that's a good bright spot. But speaking of Willie Gay, we saw how much we missed him and how awesome he could be. I think Gavin gave him MVP of the game. Yeah, even only playing a half.
1: Yeah, Uh, it's just two
0: tackles. He had a tiger for loss, two tackles, and a pick six. Yeah,
1: our defense looks tremendously better when Willie's on the field, just because he's the type of playmaker where when he's not when he's not making direct plays on the ball. He's affecting the play in some fashion. I was
0: watching that dude. That dude is a linebacker. He was covering slot receivers and rushing the passer on the next play. Yeah, He's he was covering. Do y'all understand a linebacker covering the slot receiver? Like that doesn't—that's insane. Yeah, that's supposed to be your quickest, shiftiest guy on the team. and Your linebacker is supposed to be, you know, your that's, that's not your, that's not your cornerbacks that are supposed to be, you know, run a four-four and. Uh, be 180 pounds. That's a linebacker. Willie yep. Gay. really Gay's my size. Willie Gay six four.
1: If he you would <laughs> have, if he would have played all 12 or 13 games this season, he might. He would. I. He would almost be a lock to be a first rounder.
0: I think Just, so too. And you know, you got to think about the Silver lining. You you expect him back next year, perhaps. Yeah. Not a guarantee, but um, when he got his penalty, his first penalty, and this is up. Uh, Willie Gay, look, he's not doing anything on purpose. Somebody just needs to go over him with the rules. In the Egg Bowl, he got an unsportsmanlike and got thrown out later on when the whole team got won. That was dumb. He got an unsportsmanlike for spinning the football. That's nothing – there's nothing meant by that, no harm. People in the pros do that all the time. In college football, there's just a rule. You can't spin the football. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. That's a dumb rule. Yeah. You know why I got the penalty Saturday? Yeah. He wasn't well, on the his, field. He took his helmet off. He was off the 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 – The gridiron. He was not there's you know the box where the coaches and players are allowed to come out to towards the end zone. You can only come out to about the 35 yard line in between the 35 yard lines. Okay, that space. After that, you can't go any farther. Um, I don't know exactly if it's 35, 30. I don't know, but it's different in high school, and I can tell you in high school, and it's different in high school and college. I think doesn't really matter. He wasn't to that box yet. He was on the sidelines, not into the box, and then he took his helmet off. (laughs) Okay. The guy just scored a touchdown. He's excited. He's probably hot because he just sprinted 60 yards. Uh, you know, full on a dead sprint. And dude takes his helmet off ten feet before he's supposed to, and that's why he got the penalty. And then the other one, he needs to maybe calm down, but that but uh number seventy-one, the offensive lineman for Kentucky, bear hugs him and just holds him on holds on to him after the play, starts jawing with him. Willie really Gay's like, dude, what the heck? Stop that. And then uh Number seventy one flips Willie Gay off, gets a flag, Willie Gay starts clapping and cheering for it, and then that's when he got his flag.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. so um and I'm sure this might have been part of their not their game plan, but that that might have been orchestrated in some way. ways oh, yeah. saying, Oh, he's you know, he's one unsourcing like conduct away from getting out, go go draw with him. And then Oh yeah. Big guy I'm says, sure. Oh, I can deal with that. So the uh He's just gotta be smarter than that.
0: He does. And um, moving on to some different things, you notice we we reported earlier in the week or before the game, and this was true. Apparently, Tommy Stevens uh, in the early part of last week felt better than he did in the early part to the previous week. That week ended with him starting against Kansas State and not looking good. Yeah. This week he was better and then didn't start.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: You also, We also had no injuries reported whatsoever for Cam Dancer before the Kansas State game, and he didn't play. Um, he at least dressed. Uh, they haven't said hardly anything about Nick Gibson, but we thought he'd be out there this weekend, and we need him out there. He wasn't. Uh, we'd love to have him out there. What I mean to say is it's getting to the point, and, you know, it's, an, it's not it's, he hasn't been around for that long. We didn't have a ton of injuries last year. Um, only injury, you know, season injury injuries he'll tell us about, and that was Brian Cole. He he, he was out for the season, but he t- Jamal Peters, I think, was the only one I can remember for sure. Yeah, Let me think. who else was hurt? Kylan was hurt on off and on. Anyway, this season, and it's kind of a just learning process. He's not the injuries he's been telling us is it ain't been it <laughs> that has not been any kind of reliability to it, and that's up to, up to him. And and I don't know if, if, if he tells us something on Monday. And there's a lot could change between Monday and Saturday, and that might be the case. If things are changing between Monday and Saturday, and we're getting these updates Monday. Sometimes you'll get an interview Tuesday or Thursday with a player. You won't get an interview with an injured player, which you might can glean something from that. But a lot can. And apparently, Tommy Stevens was told late in the week, like Thursday or Friday, that he wouldn't that he wouldn't be starting. But yeah. So um, if we if we report just what's in a press conference, that's we're just. Doing our due diligence and reporting that we yeah. don't we don't necessarily think that's the case. We have reported before. I talked to Darryl Williams before the Southern Miss game, and he said he was going to play. He started the, started and played the whole game. I, I I got that myself. Okay, if you don't, if that that is going to be, I will tell y'all if I if I get this myself or is this just what's been fed to everybody? Makes okay. sense. Okay,
1: um, and not to be hypocritical, but I'm going to be hypocritical. Uh, so what I've gathered from watching the press conferences and one-on-one interviews and private interviews and all this other stuff, is that um, Tommy Stevens' injury that kept him out of last week's game is a different uh, upper body slash shoulder injury than what uh, got him pulled last week. Okay. that makes sense. So, it's, so that's, that is why it was reported that uh, Tommy was further ahead going into the Kentucky game than he was in the Kansas State game because it was a different injury. Um, You know, they weren't really quite sure what the recovery time frame would look like. It was just assumed Tommy was feeling better earlier in the week and then things just kind of slid downhill from there instead of getting progressively better. Okay. And I don't know why that wasn't clarified by Moorhead earlier, but, um, yeah, that's, that's everything that I've gathered is that it's a completely different injury different mechanism, different muscle, everything about it. So, so
0: Gavin's gathered that there's two injuries. Tommy's got two injuries. Yes. I love to hear that. <laughs> That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. So, that also uh, – that I guess that could be a good transition into our next topic. So, we all know we have Auburn this week. We have, ten, we have a bye week and then Tennessee. So – If I were to make a quarterback prediction right now, I'd say Garrett Schrader's playing this weekend because that means that if Tommy is rested this week, he's guaranteed another week of rest before he has to play a game. There's no sense in sending Tommy out there right now, him getting injured and then not playing anybody next week and having to restart the recovery process just to get ready to go for Tennessee two weeks from now.
0: That's a good point. So he can use –
1: the bye week to as an advantage, and say, you know what, we'll play Schrader, get him some reps, get him some more uh, SEC experience. This will be his first road game. So I think that uh, Schrader will play this weekend just so we don't have to worry about uh, Tommy worsening his shoulder problems.
0: You know, I don't know who I want to play. Because I'll tell you what, Garrett, Garrett, Tommy's, Tommy's, when he's not hurt, he's surgical. He's putting the balls in better spots. Garrett missed a couple throws that Tommy would have made. And I, I want to talk about more about Garrett later. But Garrett's a heck of a lot better runner. And Tommy can't isn't a bad runner. Garrett yeah. can fly, though.
1: And I Dude think Garrett, Garrett might be younger, but I think Garrett has a better pocket presence than Tommy in terms of keeping cool and pressure break. Because my only complaint about Tommy all year, if you've been listening to the podcast, is that when, when the crap hits the fan, Tommy looks scared to death in that pocket.
0: He does. He he impro- I, He does improvise and do some good things, but he does look look. He does appear to be more out of off kilter and out of sorts. Yeah. And does Garrett if Garrett, pressure's Garrett in his looks,
1: face, Tommy looks scared and he looks. Yeah. I, I specifically remember in the ULL game, pressure got in Tommy's face and everybody's like, "Oh, he's about to break out of the pocket and run," and he literally laid down on the ground.
0: I remember. He, it was uh, like, it
1: was like he slipped, maybe, but I don't. It just looked bad. It didn't look like that, he was comfortable.
0: That and the – and he'll get – and, you know, he hasn't started in a while. That's something he'll have to learn. You know, Garrett, think about this. This time last year, Garrett was playing high school football. This time last year, Tommy Stevens was holding a clipboard. So uh, – and had been for three years. The – I really don't – I'm terrified. I'm just – I'm terrified to see if Garrett Schrader – if Tommy – I don't know.
1: I don't see know, my thing why, is why
0: bring Tommy here if my, our next question, guys, if Garrett does play this weekend and we it does really good, who who plays the next game?
1: See, yeah, that's what I was about to say. If if we win this weekend with Garrett Schrader starting at quarterback, I I think we might see him the rest of the year.
0: That'd be crazy. Like Tommy Stevens, I'd feel bad for him. But, but. another
1: thing is, I want Schrader <laughs> to redshirt so bad because I know that if we get four years after this, then I, it's, the ceiling is going to be ridiculous for a football program. Just all right, led so by how many,
0: all right, so count. How many more games can he play? One. One game. <laughs> we got eight more to go. I don't think he's going to redshirt. Uh, the thing is, with Tommy, with Tommy, Keaton, and Garrett, you should be able to redshirt two of those quarterbacks, which you can't redshirt Tommy Stevens. He's, he's – not just because we're not – we, we shouldn't we or we won't because he physically he, – the rules say he can't. He's already done it. Uh, yeah. Too late for that.
1: Well, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, play play Garrett or Tommy this week. And if Garrett plays, say, all right, you're done for the year. Unless, unless you know, he, he looks absolutely insane. And you're like, all right, we have to play him. Because from everything I've been hearing – you know, KT isn't being held out because he left the team or whatever you've been hearing. KT's being held out because he has shoulder problems, too.
0: He was. I think I think he was not listed on the depth chart the first game he was back because of that. That's what yeah. I heard. But as of, as of this point, he's either nursing a shoulder injury or and – and I'm and i going to be honest, I don't think KT could have done some of the stuff that Garrett did the other day. No. I'm going to be honest. But – And I hate – and I like KT. I think is a heck of a football player. But, but.
1: – KT Schrader look different. KT's still nursing a shoulder injury as of right now. And if he can get back to 100%, I wouldn't mind saying, you know what, Schrader, we're going to redshirt you. You've been great this year. It's just, um, you know, we want to have you for four years after this. And then I wouldn't have a problem with that.
0: And it also depends, you know, and here's the thing about that. You could could technically go into the draft as a sophomore if you've been on campus three years. So we might only get two years out of them. Yeah, but I don't see – Morehead and Garrett are like
1: literally built for each other at this point. I don't. Yeah. I don't see Garrett leaving early.
0: I don't because of that, but, I, but the dude the dude looks like an NFL quarterback yeah <laughs> and, sure I, and I
1: hate to make this comparison because I know it sounds stupid and I sound like a homer but he he looks like the second coming of Patrick Mahomes with some I mean, of the play, like, with some of the big playability that he has in the athleticism and body control. That you see, see. I I'm trying to
0: think of a quarterback to compare him to
1: I mean I, he's not I, as during the game as I compared Tebow. him during the during the game whenever I was sitting there with my friends I said he looks like Johnny Manziel right now and I feel like that's not a bad comparison
0: that's a different that's a bigger traders bigger but that's not a bad comparison he looks like it I think Johnny Manziel is more crazy and you're like oh my gosh it's what the heck Yeah, and just more just straight up impossible stuff, and also more stupid mistakes. Yeah, Uh, I can see toned down manzieling them. I see. You're not gonna. This one's gonna. This one's a bat. This is not a great comparison. His, uh, his, the him being hard to bring down. You saw him with some of his runs. He was hard to bring down, and it was definitely hard to bring down the pocket. That was clear.
1: I think I know where you're going with this.
0: He looks like he looks like Cam Newton a little bit. Dude was fast. Runs a four four. I mean, I he's possibly huge. more arm he's not,
1: talent than Cam. He's a
0: li, possibly more arm talent. He's small, a, slightly smaller than Cam. Cam's six five, about two thirty. Cam's huge for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to just think. There's not most of the running around quarterbacks. You know, your Kyler's, your Baker's, your uh, stuff like that. Your Johnny Manziel's. Your they're they're they're, they're smaller. Um. Michael Vick, he doesn't run as good as Michael Vick. I'm not. There's no nobody does. Uh, I'm not going to say Hurts. that. So, <laughs> I, I think he throws. The, I think he th- He throws the ball better as a freshman than Jalen Hurts, especially considering the receiving core Jalen Hurts had. Jalen Hurts threw to Calvin Ridley guys. Like that's just, that's unfair. Yeah. That's um. Oh, no. And he's he's bigger than he's bigger than Tua. He's not he the, he's not the lot. passer that Tua is.
1: He reminds me a lot of uh, Garrett Schrader from Mississippi State.
0: We can leave it <laughs> at that. That's a good answer. He's he's a pretty he's going to be a special player. Um, speak you know just talking some more on. I I, early on I thought that he was a one read quarterback and that's just he's a freshman. Of course he is, and I know for a fact in the Southern Miss game, he wasn't some timing things that he was getting off and so he wasn't he wasn't checking his own protections. No. I think he. And the fir- at first, when I was watching the game from the student section, I'm like, he's still a one read quarterback. The big pl- pass, he was a kind of a dead duck pass, but he uh, converted a huge third down to Dedrick Thomas way downfield over to the, uh, about the 30 yard line coming towards the student section. I was like, st- he had one read and he looked at it and he hit the pass. That's fine. He- we've schemed the receiver open. You only have to have one read if, the- if that read's open. <laughs> I went back and looked, though, on TV. He actually looks like he's, ma- he's making some progressions. He got to, he got to his third or fourth – maybe not his fourth, but his second or third progression a couple times. And a couple times he looks here, looks here, looks here, and then takes off running. Just and that's the right read anyway.
1: Imagine though Schrader's like, I'm going to make this look good. And he's sitting there like bobbing his head, just looking all over <laughs> the place. And he's like, yeah. I mean,
0: I, when I was watching it live, I thought he was staring at one side of the field. I also thought he was going – throwing to his right way more than to his left. Uh, it looked more balanced and more polished on TV than it did in real life, and you would think that real life is better—a better view. But also, I'm only got one angle. I can't see from. I love watching games in person, but I'm in the back, I'm in an end zone. I, I'm looking from a bad angle. So, yeah. and if he's down there, you know, when Collins hurdled, jumped into the end zone, I could barely see that. So, Dude, I, anything that happened then, I that was, way?
1: was I was directly in line with the pylon for that. Really? Yeah, it was sweet. That's
0: dope. I was, uh, I had, we played Kentucky, when we played Kentucky in 2015, I got to see several touchdowns because I was right on the goal line. Got to see Dak and your Wilson connect a couple times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, uh, There was, you know, I'm glad, just some final things. I'm glad we won Kentucky. We really should have beat them by more. And, you know, Kentucky missed some plays too. But I was I was listening to Steve Robertson's show, and they had t- if you'd have put ten or twelve things together, they could have made it a closer game. You had two plays for us that that, that could have made this a blowout before halftime. We it could it should have been twenty eight to three before halftime, and it should have been twenty eight to three or thirty five to three uh, after the first drive of the third quarter. He yep. was magnificent the first drive of the third quarter. He was like four for four for sixty yards, and then had that one crazy fumble. My dad's like, man, the clock's going to go off in his head. Or he gotta get fixed like up clock in his head and he's Tommy has that problem, of course. But I was like, Dad, his improvisation and his scrambling around in the pockets while we won the game. Yeah. It's gonna come out to bite us one time. I'd like for him to hold on to the football better. That was a good that was a good strip actually by uh by that defensive lineman there. I forgot who it was, but that was good mm. technique. But if he holds on to the ball there, you know, that's a field goal. It's it's um twenty four to three. But all he has to do is, you know, not throw that pick overset, oversail, overthrow, Osiris Mitchell at the uh, end of the half. At the end of the half, and then we're in business. I mean, it's, the game, them, 28 to three, the game would have been over.
1: <laughs> that reminds me. Uh, I just had like a mental flashback to the press conference. But um, whenever Moorhead was talking about that play where Schrader obviously overthrew Osiris, he said. Uh, Garrett made the right read. He just overthrew he him. Which he did make.
0: Th- he was absolutely wide open. He that, made means, the right
1: read. that means that Garrett Shredder is making reads.
0: That does mean that Garrett Shredder. I didn't say he wasn't making reads. I said he wasn't making more than one.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that's I think. I,
0: but I. I think I was mistaken but, uh, for this last game. I think he was yeah. making more than one. Yeah,
1: the right read would would infer that there are multiple reads to make. So. Hey,
0: if you've got a great offensive scheme, the first read's always open, anyway. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's true, <laughs> and Jim Warhead is supposed to be an offensive guru. So,
0: if y'all if y'all want to see how an offense, if an offensive coordinator is good or an offensive head coach is good, see if he can. The number one thing I would look for, and there's other things too, see if he can scheme receivers open. See if receivers are wide open, not just because they just broke somebody or just ran past somebody, and that might be, and you might, and that's part of it too. But see if he could see if there's guys that are within aren't within three yards of anybody else just because of the route that they ran because yeah. you can you can set the you know you see that the defense is in this kind of zone coverage or this kind of man coverage you can do X Y and Z and all of a sudden it's easy it makes it easy on your quarterback and that's a good or, coordinator
1: or if it's Kellen Moore they're seven to ten yards open so
0: yeah if it's Kellen Moore <laughs> or you know you could be Aaron Rodgers and have Mike McCarthy as a as a coach and last spot and using a playbook that's 15 years but he's Aaron Rodgers so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Until I eventually, it eventually does matter and they fire him. But <laughs> oh Yeah, that does
1: – I actually had a funny moment to talk about. I, whenever I watched it, I wanted to bring it up on the podcast. Uh, if y'all watch any of Dak's interviews in Dallas, he is so funny with those reporters. And I want to – so, for those of you that keep up with Dallas, you'd already know this. But for those of you that don't, I'll run, it, I'll run through it real quick. Um, so, the 2017 first round pick for the Cowboys was Taco Charlton. He got cut last week. Um, just because he requested a trade. Nobody wanted him. It killed his value. Cut him, and the Dolphins sign him. Uh, the funny thing is, Cowboys are playing the Dolphins, or they played the Dolphins last week. Uh, fast forward to game time. Dak gets sacked by Taco Charlton, who was his teammate less than a week ago. So, Taco, or in the post-game interview, the, uh, the reporters asked Dak, they said, well, Dak, did you go congratulate Taco on the on his sack after the game? And Dak was like, Oh man, I really meant to go talk to him after the game, but now I, even even if I did I wouldn't have congratulated him. Uh, he said, I could have thrown that ball away. He didn't deserve the sack. And the reporter <laughs> the reporter it gets better, Colton. The reporter said, Well, why didn't you throw it away? And Dak said, completion percentage and then he walked away from the podium. <laughs>
0: I missed that. <laughs> How did I miss it? That's hilarious. Did you see uh, they had them mic'd up in the huddle? And he goes – he literally I, – I, I swear it was – I thought it was an advertisement. He goes <laughs> – he calls the play and he goes, Spicy Nuggets is back. I might have to stop by on the way home. And then <laughs> really? <laughs> you didn't see that?
1: No, I didn't see that. I'm, I'll
0: send you that video. Dude. So, he, uh, he he calls the play. It's like X32 something something. And then he goes, and then he says, Spicy, he's talking about Wendy's. He goes, yeah. Spicy Nuggets is back. I might have to stop by on the way home. <laughs> and I think they were waiting for like the referee or something to get some set. He's just making conversation. Yeah. I'll have to see that. That's funny. Yeah.
1: But the, that interview is really good. If you want to go watch it on YouTube, uh, it's just post game interview for the Dolphins game. It, the way it starts, that's when I got hooked. He walk, Dak walks up to the podium, and uh, one of the reporters goes, Well, Dak. You had a bad first half, but you really turned it on in the second half. You look good. And, like, Dak kind of waited for a few seconds for, like, the question to actually come, and nothing happened. So Dak just stood there, and he was like, thanks. And then <laughs> nothing else happened.
0: Well, why would they – what does that mean?
1: Like, I don't know. Do you, <laughs> he was just like, some, thanks.
0: I get mad, and so I'm a media guy, obviously. So I, I would side with the reporter when he asked a question usually if the, when <laughs> athletes don't when athletes don't answer fair questions it makes me mad yeah but sometimes people ask dumb questions yeah and if or you no ever go question to, at all and if you ever go to a press conference with lsu about with coach ogeron or with coach or with anybody from lsu media or for or alabama does it a little bit too but not as bad as lsu especially preseason. coach how good is that it sounds like this coach how good is lsu how good are we mm-hmm. Coach? i want you to tell us how good lsu <laughs> is this year and it's just the same kind of it's just reworded versions of that question, over <laughs> and over and over again, and and that's dreadful. And what that and that thing, first thing you just said to Dak, like that's no, like what do you mean by that? Like that's yeah. you have to have a point, don't anyway. I haven't gotten to do it at a press conference where I got to ask questions. I've been to press conferences, but I've never been. Yeah. allowed to ask questions so oh, well, one day i should have i should have asked a question at joe Moorhead's introductory introductory press conference just <laughs> just to flex <laughs> that was back before i had any uh i didn't have any of this i didn't have the instagram i didn't have the podcast of course i just started this year but i should have we're yep. still working on getting a press pass no, it's um, not
1: happening good luck
0: not happening not happening we're not gonna talk about that yeah
1: Maybe like anyway. Y'all, y'all can young, uh, reach out to us if you want to hear more about that. But
0: the yeah, DM us. No public swag. bashing. We'll start a we'll start a, a campaign. A sign a petition. <laughs> the last last thing I want to talk about, guys. Um, I don't know if you were at the game or if you watching the the halftime show on SEC Network Plus, which I encourage you for every home game. Our band works very very hard. They get out and practice in the heat, just like the football team, and it's. And band isn't a sport, but athletics <laughs> would be a, athletics would be extremely lost and a lot different without marching bands. What are you doing? Clapping? Are you clapping? <laughs> Do you have people in your school that think bands a sport? Yeah. yeah.
1: We wake I up can't... at five a.m. to play our instrument in the blazing heat.
0: Hey, I'm not saying it's easy, but it ain't a sport. <laughs> it okay. doesn't. It doesn't help. That our an...
1: football team sucks, so they think that band is more of a sport than football.
0: It's not. Uh, that's false. Anyway, but it is important. So I encourage you all to watch the halftime show. And if you did, you would see Kentucky's kickers. Now, granted, they needed the practice, okay? They needed the practice. Kentucky's kickers were lining up to practice kicking in a halftime show, which is not uncommon. Sometimes the special teams usually comes out there first. They start stretching, blah, 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 bang, gets off the field. Here's the thing. You've got your little kicking net, and you can do all kinds of stretches and practice kicks without trying to actually kick football, Hey. B, my dude, my kicker number twelve, poor, Chance Poor, who had a poor chance of making a field goal last week. Okay, <laughs> he was one for three. All right, Chance Poor is kicking from the goal line. He is practicing kicks. The marching band is marching back and forth across the goal line in their show. They the dude ran into. I got his name today, and I forgot his name. The, the guy that ran into him. A guy ran into him. He's walking backwards. Kicker does not get out of the way. Got does see him, runs into him, messes up the whole marching routine or whatever. He's kicking from the goal line. Guys, mm-hmm. I don't know if you how long y'all been watching football, but you cannot kick a field goal or an extra point from the goal line. It's impossible. <laughs> you snap it back seven or eight yards, depending on your preference. Okay? It is literally impossible to kick from the goal line. Why would you practice kicking from the goal And he missed one of them. He hit a kid in the student section in the face. He missed <laughs> one of his kicks from the goal line. Hey, the most important part of all this out that gets lost in all this is that's our end zone to warm up in. That's not his. They warm yeah. up another end zone. <laughs> yeah. Like what the heck? I don't know. Anyway. So he gets all anyway, my friend Ruby is what started all this. She tweets a long paragraph and tweets a picture of this guy warming up in the, in the background of this whole uh, performance that the band's doing. And basically just says, this is, this is classless and, and and stupid. I've got, I probably got the exact screenshots. She's just calling out the, uh, the guy for what he's doing. So he does, she does that. Let's see. I don't have her tweet, but her tweet basically said my friend Ruby, and it got several hundred, hundreds of retweets and thousands of likes said, uh, that's pretty disrespectful. Basically that's disrespectful of you to warm up while the band's playing. Her boyfriend, my friend Peyton's in the band. She's a big supporter of the band. We're the same major, half my majors in the band. All right. Big band guy. That's us. Kentucky specialists, UK specialists, they have a Twitter account for just the special teams. We have one too. Ours is funny. Theirs isn't. Theirs is just stupid. Um, they tweeted, they responded to her tweet and said something to the effect of, it's almost, it's, it's, y'all, oh, we forgot that y'all think y'all matter. Literally. What? That you, they said, <laughs> you didn't see this? Mm-mm. They're, like, they're like, y'all forget that y'all don't matter. Talking about the band. This is a, the, and there's nothing, no check marker. It's nothing uh, officially affiliated with the university, but this is the special teams of Kentucky playing, tweeting. The special teams that went two for four on kicks and missed a 26 yard field goal <laughs> that day, tweeting. Y'all don't matter. Mississippi State Maroon Band, the famous Maroon Band tweets, screenshots the amount of followers that the band has versus UK specialists. The band has about 1,400 more followers and says, quote, except maybe on Twitter where we seem to matter more than you. Mm-hmm. And people went off. <laughs> it gets worse. It gets worse. They delete that. UK specialists delete their previous mean tweet to, at my friend Ruby, who was terrible. Oh, I cannot believe they did that to my poor friend Ruby. Then they go private because they can't handle any of this heat that they're getting. And the best part, the football team tweets the times that you can watch the game when it, they play it back on the SEC network, again, for us to watch. They play every games on Saturday. They'll replay it on Sunday. There's nothing else to do going on on Sunday in the SEC and football season. They'll just play the, the games that happened yesterday. Famous Maroon Band tweets, FYI, at UK specialists, in case you missed it, in response to if you missed the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a good all this is happening – UK, you can the the special teams for them is getting just slammed. Some one of, one of my friends, another of my friends in the band, tweeted the thing about chance poor that more like poor chance to make it a field goal, which is just it's almost like that that kicker from a uh, Pitt that named It, who I don't think ever blew a kick. I think he made a game winner against Clemson a couple of years yeah. ago, but that his name was It. I was like, how how do you be a kicker named It? <laughs> or uh, anyway, but um. Yeah, the Famous Maroon Band, you remember Baby Shark last year? I hear next year when they go to Kentucky, Soft Kitty is, 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 some, is thinking, about making a, thinking about making that a thing, you know?
1: Mm.
0: And the Famous Maroon Band has been ruthless and savage for generations. All right, their stories going way back. In fact, the reason they're called the Famous Maroon Band is because in 1926, there was going to be a halftime contest with Alabama of whose band was best. Our band went on the field and played, and Alabama's fans band said, we're not getting on the field, said that was enough. We're, we cannot compete with that. Mm. <laughs> and they didn't even try. And that's when the savagery started, okay? this. If, I encourage you to follow our famous Marine band on Twitter, if you have Twitter. They're uh, they're getting after it. Yeah. All um, right, is there anything else you've got for us, Gavin?
1: Yeah, so while you were talking, I actually loaded up Twitter to check this stuff out. And I just wanted to give a little update on KT because uh, so apparently I, I just got on Twitter and this is the first thing I saw. There's a video. Uh, it's it's actually a tweet. It says, Coach. It's a conversation. It says, Coach asks, how's your arm feeling? Me. This is Ketan speaking. It says, feels good. And it says, my arm. And it's a video. Of what looks like a Toyota Camry that is completely destroyed, just driving down the street, and Keeton retweeted it with the laughing emoji. So, uh, I'm assuming that means KT, KT's arm is not feeling too good. So,
0: yeah, it has it been? So that yeah. you hate to see that. So that he's yeah. just tweeting a joke.
1: Yeah, it, it looks like, it's a joke, but you know, I, I yeah. feel like it's definitely applicable to his situation.
0: Definitely could be. So. Well, we've got two good quarterbacks that aren't named Keaton Thompson, and we got, and that's not including Moose Maiden. Mm-hmm. By the way, Moose Maiden's not been listed on the depth chart. That's Jalen Maiden, our left-handed quarterback, who's a redshirt freshman. Not been listed on the depth chart. Uh, there was some players that weren't allowed to play most of the games this year. If you remember, I'm not saying uh-huh. anything. Although a lot of a lot of people think that Moose Maiden's been just forgotten about, but I'm just saying that, you know, maybe that's one of the uh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. You picking up what I'm putting down. Oh yeah. I that's the L. This one I'll is talk not about.
1: new information, Colton.
0: Oh, I know. I know. I'm just making sure everybody understands. My dad was like, hey, do, Moose Maiden's gonna leave? I was like, I mean he might, but that's not why. Yeah, He's <laughs> gone. He's gone. He probably will leave. But Best of luck to him. I think we'll fine with or without him. I, th- I hope he stays. I hope he stays and competes and pushes whoever the starter will be or if he becomes a starter.
1: The tough thing is, who's our backup next year?
0: Because uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's fair to say
1: KT's gone. I think it's fair to say that Logan Burnett's gone.
0: Logan Burnett's uh, not a scholarship quarterback anyway.
1: Yeah, but he's he's our only option at that point. Uh
0: we so we've got we, we do have some quarterbacks in this upcoming class. Yeah. So we'll have but, a true
1: freshman backup. We'll snoo.
0: Sounds fine. Yeah. We'll cross that we'll we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. All right. All right.
1: Sounds good. All right.
0: Is that all we got for today?
1: Yeah, we've been going too long anyways.
0: We've got – we're back to the long shows. We hope you all enjoy the long shows. You know, we, we've been throwing you all these 20 and 40-minute shows out there. This one, we're back up to past 50, I think. Yeah. Hope you all enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Until next hopefully. time,
0: best of luck to all of you all. We're glad you all are here. Stay with us next time. Good luck to whatever's going on. Have fun doing it. Be successful. As always, hail state and praise the Lord and go dogs. Hell That's state. backwards. I said yeah. that backwards. Oh, wow. Well. wow. 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 Right. I hope that's not an omen for what ha- anything that happens this weekend. Yeah. Maybe, we'll see y'all uh, Friday.
1: Maybe we'll score backwards.
0: We'll see y'all Friday. Hail State. Means we're going to get a safety this weekend.
1: Yeah. Hail State.
0: Hail State.